0: Hey there, H-Town Wheelhouse here with Locked On Astros. Today we talk about Renel Blanco and his expanded role with the Houston Astros, what that means for the regular season, and who has returned home from the World Baseball Classic. Let's talk about this and more on Locked On Astros now. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field, beer leans back. The runner, fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. It's time to finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your Daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man, Heisman, and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Hey there, everybody. Welcome in. This is H Town Wheelhouse coming to you live from Florida. That's right, from Coconut Creek, actually to be exact. In a bunker somewhere in an undisclosed location, wrapping up our final day here in Florida. As my son and I have been in spring training all week, been to a couple games, World Baseball Classic, and so much more. We want to thank you for making Locked On Astros your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com/slash Locked On to get started today so just if you want to find me you can find me at H Town wheelhouse on twitter instagram and tiktok you can find me um at strohs you can find me at strohs 411 on twitter instagram and facebook always positive always strohs you can find the show at locked on astros um you can find us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok wherever you get your podcast and eric the man heisman you can find him at eric talk strohs on twitter and instagram hit him up as well so thank you all for tuning in this week has been a fun week. There've been a lot of experiences and probably not going to share every one of those right here with you today. Cause I really want to get into this Ronel Blanco situation. I know Eric and I have spoken about it. I know most recently Eric talked about it, but he got the start today in Jupiter, Florida against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Jose Abreu, I think likes hitting at the Jupiter, Florida St. Louis Cardinals um, complex there he hit a second home run of the spring, both of them in that stadium. But Ronel Blanco is transitioning to a starter, and I really like what Dana Brown said about this starter experiment, okay? And it is an experiment, and it's to see if Ronel Blanco has a little lightning in the bottle or magic that they can tap into because you have McCullers down, um, you have – You've, you've obviously lost JV. Um, we know that. That goes without saying. And y- you've got to now decide who's going to be your sixth man if they are going with a six man rotation. Brandon Belak has looked decent. He hasn't looked great. We know that Forrest Whitley was relegated to AAA Sugar Land and will not be up until I think he has a decent amount of success down there and gets several innings logged under his belt needs to be injury-free. But Ronel Blanco is a guy that has really had a lot of potential in the eyes of the Astros. Last year, underperformed, I believe, to deal with an injury as well. And going into the winter, it was like, what What are we going to get out of this guy? He went to um, winter ball and absolutely was phenomenal. He's come into camp, and he just pitched three and one-thirds innings, the longest outing that he's had and his first start. Um, they got him to 50 pitches today, three and one-third scoreless innings. He struck out five um, in his first start. So that's really good. So through five appearances this spring, he has a .82 ERA with 14 strikeouts and 11 innings. Let's say that's pretty good. Um, and he's he said this through a team translator, that the opportunity to start definitely took me by surprise, but it's something I've adjusted to mentally. Um, the focus has been to stay inside the strike zone and be able to execute the pitches there. So, Renell Blanco is one of these guys that you're going to give him the ball, and he's going to do what you ask him to do. He, he's not going to complain. I mean, obviously, look, if the guy can get in as a starter, he can get more innings under his belt and have more exposure as a major league pitcher. That's the name of the game. And the Astros clearly need more than a one-inning guy. And they need Ronel Blanco to be more than a one-inning guy. So why be short-term about it and just say, okay, let's just make him a two-inning guy. Why not say let's go with the goal of starting him? Five, six, seven innings is the goal. If that doesn't work out and we know that he does well a couple times through the lineup, he can be an innings eater, come in three, four, Heck, five innings if he has to to save a bullpen, and he seems to be doing really well. I mean he he helped the Astros win three to nothing against the St. Louis Cardinals. It was Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium is where they were. Um, you know, like I mentioned, losing Justin Verlander, um, you basically have Framber, you have Christian um, Javier, you have Jose Arquiti, Luis Garcia, Hunter Brown, who is the Astros just number one overall. Um, prospect, and we know Hunter Brown's going to make an impact this year. Um, the picture doesn't look as clear when you get beyond that point. Um, Lance McCullers, I mean, this guy is not going to be here opening day. And this was a pitcher that you thought would go to the offseason, would would do well. You know, we know he he had the one game where he gave up five home runs in the World Series. I know he would like to probably forget that, but they do need more depth. Now, this is what our friend Dusty said. Thoughts by Dusty. Dusty said, we can afford to experiment, but for how long? You have to find out during spring training here. Yeah, that's right. You know, Rene Blanco is a 29-year-old pitcher. He has a starting background. He's thrown 88 innings and 23 appearances, and 11 starts as recently as 2017. Um, Just to give you a little bit of history on him, a little bit of his background. Um, He signed at 22 in 2016. He pitched, uh, he had a 3.51 ERA with 115 strikeouts um, and 89 89 and two-thirds innings pitched over the past two seasons in AAA, largely without the larger base paths. Um, he debuted last April, and we talked about last year uh, seven innings, 7.71 ERA or something like that. just wasn't great. But once Lance McCullers' injury came up, that's when the wheels started turning with Bruno Blanco, with Dana Brown and the Houston Astros bringing him in. Um, And this is another quote from Dusty Baker. He said it was the organization's decision to possibly make him a starter out of possible need. I've seen a few guys do it. Most guys go the other way. So it doesn't sound like Dusty is too excited about it. But look, he pitched really well. I mean, today in three and one-thirds innings, what he had – he threw 50 strikes or he threw 35 strikes out of his 50 pitches. He had five strikeouts. And so that's a really good um, outing for this budding starter. Now, you have Lance McCullers on the shelf. We know he's not going to be their opening day. So, who else is out there and why are they not looking to these guys when it comes to starting? Before we talk about that, I want to talk about the ultimate GM. Now, we talk a lot about Dana Brown on this show, and I'm really geeked out about the Ultimate GM baseball game. It's a mobile baseball game. I've started playing it, and I can't tell you that my team is amazing right now, but we are building a winner. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing a professional baseball franchise, well, your dream has come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, manage difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this is a challenge and realistic, and it's a real world game experience. Ultimate GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go and as you want and when you want to. I have experienced it. I'm not going to tell you what my club's record is. We're already into our second season, but we've got some momentum. I like who we got in the draft. And so this is what I need you to do. For Locked On Astros listeners, you'll get 100% free boost to their their franchise, to your franchise, when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate MLB, ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Hey, just like the Houston Astros, we are building a dynasty and cementing – we're building a legacy and cementing a dynasty. Um, so to take words out of their mouth. But to continue on about this, this pitching situation, there are three other names that you can talk about when it comes to the Houston Astros and like, why are they going with Blanco? Why aren't they going with these other three names? And I'll try to lay it out for you. And Eric may have talked about this on the solo podcast, but I'm going to try to give my spin on it as well. Brandon Belak, who he's been there. Um, I love Brandon Belak stuff. I really think his ceiling is a third, fourth, or fifth line starter but his realistic realistically he may be your classic quadruple a pitcher he may be relegated to a relief role and i don't know if he gets beyond that you have sean dubin who is the number 25 25th rated prospect and sean dubin started coming on last year had a really good year going and then he had a forearm strain i believe it was a strain forearm injury and this guy can touch triple digits when he throws a lot like Ryan Stanick can. And he was a guy that they really thought would end up breaking through and making it. He has not been able to make that jump, but who's to say he can't this year? So you got Belak, you got Dubin, and then you got Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley just simply hasn't been healthy long enough. So you can't depend on him. Again, he's in AAA. So Ronel Blanco's on your major league roster. He's there. He's got major league experience. So that's why you go with Blanco. That's why you stretch him out. That's why you make him a starter as opposed to just a one-inning guy. Then he becomes more valuable to the team as a whole. So what happened today in Jupiter, Florida? Jake Myers went one for three today, hit a single. He's batting 238 in spring training. Um, Chas McCormick, the other guy who's going for center field, one for two, batting 294. Jose Abreu, three for four today with a home run. Both home runs have come at the expense of the Cardinals at their stadium in Jupiter, Florida. Um, J.J. Medejevic, one for three. Then you had Yanner Diaz, two for three. And then David Hensley, one for two. The Astros pitchers managed nine strikeouts total. Austin Davis had one strikeout. Spencer Aragetti, three innings pitched, two hits, three Ks. Notice none of them gave up any runs. They only gave up. Eight hits total. So the Astros pitching looked really good today um, behind the plate, doing the job against the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, we don't read a ton into spring training, but you got to look at some of it. You know, it's so funny. A lot of times I hear critics of spring training say, well, if a guy's batting 500, you can't judge that. But then, when a guy does really bad, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's hitting terrible. Maybe he should start in A." And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. The Cardinals have this prospect, Jordan Walker. This dude's an animal. He's hitting 390 um, right now. And I mean, th- this guy, he's six foot six, 220 pounds. He was a first round pick in the 2020 draft out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. I, we saw this kid in person. Oh my God, he is an absolute monster. This dude is a mountain of a man. Can absolutely crush the ball. And the Astros have done a decent job neutralizing him. He went one. He went two for eight in his two games against Houston Astros. So Astros pitching did really good job against the Cardinals' um, top prospect there. So I really think with Yanner Diaz. I really think with Corey Lee. That Yana Diaz is going to make it very difficult for the Astros not to keep three catchers on the roster. I may be wrong. I'm not a GM. I know I play Ultimate GM, but I'm not a GM. I'm not Dana Brown. Obviously, I'm not, I've not had major league experience, but Diaz is making it very difficult. I just think that Diaz now that I, the more people I talk to, the more people I converse with when it comes to whether they're people that are, that are scouts, um, people that, Observe the prospects. Diaz makes more sense if you're not going to play him a lot to have him in AAA to get more reps and more at bats. Corey Lee is more on the time clock of now. Let's get him there now. He's got more money invested. He's a higher rated prospect. He's got the greater projection. And then Corey Lee and Diaz, I think the Ducks will fall in a row where they, I mean, the chips will fall as they may. Okay. I don't, I don't know where I am ducks in a row anyways. um But the Houston Astros clearly have their work cut out for them, but I think they have some good prospects in Diaz and Lee. I was leaning Diaz I don't know I've said that several times, but I'm now more leaning Lee. And then in center field, you have Jake Myers. I, you know, we spoke to Jake Myers the other day. I, I, I love what he had to say. His confidence is there. He was, I mean, he didn't bat an eye at any questions I asked him about center field, about the competition. He said, hey, I'm here for it. I think it's great. Um, You know, I know what I can do. I'm hitting the ball well. I feel good in the outfield. And everything he told me, it's like, okay, Jake Myers is going to make a believer out of me because I have been on the Jake Myers as kind of the odd man out type of path just because I haven't seen a whole lot or maybe recency bias and dealing with the injuries and stuff. But the Myers McCormick, and you may look if Brantley is not here opening day, your DH is probably going to be Jordan Alvarez. You're probably going to have left field Jake Myers, center field Chas McCormick, right field Kyle Tucker. That could be your outfield or Jake Myers DH. And I know people don't get excited when they hear Jake Myers DH, but if he's in the lineup, he's not going to play first, he's not going to play second. He's either going to play left field or center field, or he's going to DH, or he's going to come off the bench if they put Mauricio Dubon out there. Um, Mauricio Dubon's put on weight. you know. He's looking pretty decent at the plate. So those are some fun competitions going on. We don't have a ton of position competition or competition battles for certain positions, but we do for center field and for catcher and with Michael Brantley, with there not being any real timetable with him, um, who knows? And then Jordan Alvarez, we haven't heard a ton about him. I know he was taking swings the other day in the cages. I didn't see him. Uh, I was talking to Dez from Apollo Media. He said they saw him in there taking, um, some BP. So that's a good thing that he's actually swinging a bat, you know, and all this talk about offense and swinging a bat gets me thinking about the Astros and what kind of playoff run they're going to have. And before we get to baseball playoffs, we got to talk about, it cause it's the NBA, we're not on, we're not just at the midway point. We're past the midway point, and it's a perfect time to download Fanduel, America's number one sports book. because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fanduel sportsbook app. It's free, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Like my son and I went to our first Miami Heat game this year. We we rode this really cool high rail train. We went down to the Heat. I mean, we could have – I didn't think about it. I could have bet on Tyler Hero, how many threes he was going to drain, or anything like that. So, plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out your chance to get your no-sweat first bet and up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So in this last segment here, I want to talk about the WBC. And before I get to the Astros World Baseball Classic players that are returning, I want to kind of share my opinion on the recent, I guess, hubbub or the all the controversy that is being churned up because of Mr. Edwin Diaz. Now, Edwin Diaz signed a massive deal, one of the biggest deals we've ever seen a closer sign, and is an absolute stellar, one of the best closers um, on the planet. And he was closing the game out for Puerto Rico. They won. The team was celebrating. A team, team member jumped on his back that he didn't see coming. And he went to the ground Looks, looked, you know, at first, okay, he fell, whatever. Then he couldn't put weight on it. Then they had to carry him off the field. Then the Mets came out and said, well, yep, he's got a torn UCL. He's going to have to have it repaired. Six to eight months minimum. Wow. Diaz gone. So now this conversation has become, is the World Baseball Classic worth it? And I'm not going to go into a camp headfirst and say it absolutely should not be done or it should it should be done no matter what the players and the teams consider the cost now money wise the Mets are fine Diaz is fine they have insurance policies for that but insurance doesn't pay back what your closure is going to give you in the season or in the playoffs. If everything goes well with his recovery, he could be back by the playoffs. But every player that's been interviewed, and I can't argue with this, because my fear, and if you watch the show, I did say my fear is that somebody goes to the World Baseball Classic and either A gets injured or B goes into some sort of funk or some sort of slump, whether it's in the field or in the batter's box. I mean, we were at the, um, at the game where – where the Dominican Republic run-ruled Israel in the eighth inning, Jeremy Pena got his first hit of the tournament. He was 0 for leading into that. And I'm like, Pena needs to snap out of the slump because I don't want my all-star shortstop, um, my World Series MVP shortstop going into the season slumping. And so I've wondered that. And then when this Diaz thing happened, everybody started just, like, taking stances. And anytime someone takes a stance on social media – You'll notice the people that have the opposite stance, man, they come after you. It's like a pack of wolves. And that's probably one of the biggest drawbacks negatively of social media. So I try not to get involved in that stuff. And I used to. It's just not worth it. But look, the bottom line is this. When you hear the players from their countries, even the USA, even Canada, I'm not just talking about the Latin American countries where you see all the passion and, and just all the just Just the rah-rah spirit. I mean, it is like pandemonious out there. It is unbelievable. But these guys come and say, you know what? To us, it means actually means more to us to win a game for my country than for my team. And I know for a lot of American baseball fans, that really bothers you. I've seen people talk about it. I know there's people that probably watch a show that don't like hearing that. But the bottom line is this. They're professional athletes. They're grown men. The teams have allowed them to play. The teams know the risk. Edwin Diaz did not get hurt throwing a pitch. He got hurt celebrating. Um, Mariano Rivera, I believe, got injured shagging fly balls at a World Baseball Classic a while back. I may be mistaken on the pitcher, but I think it was Rivera from the Yankees. And back then, we didn't hear all the opinions about it. Of course, social media wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Social media kind of—I feel like—gives people a license. Like, if I have an opinion, everybody wants to hear it. Well, I know everybody doesn't want to hear my opinion all the time. But where I stand on this is, if the players chose to play and the teams allowed them to play, then you got to let—you got to take the good with the bad. Framber Valdez, I think, was probably the Astros and Framber both talking. And the Astros probably said, You know, Framber, you just threw game six of the World Series. You're our most valuable asset. You're our most Star, Wolf, Star Wars starter. Like you are the oak in this forest. We would prefer that you not play, but you're welcome to. And who knows? Framber could have said, Yeah, you know, I need more rest. Who knows? I mean, Framer's going out there looking good and he's wheeling and dealing. So he is still playing baseball. It's not like he's not playing baseball. But if these players want to play, let them play. If they don't want to play, you know what? Who cares? Like Brandon Nemo came out and said, I would rather win a World Series than a World Baseball Classic title. And people are slamming him for that. Well, that's his opinion. You know what? Neither you or me. We're there when these players were grinding in Little League, were on the select teams, were recruited for college, were drafted, signed the contract. That's not us. That's not our business. And fans will always go, well, I paid the money and I do this and I do that. Yeah, you know what? But they also have free will. They're not bound to do the things we want them to do. That is for the agents, the general managers, the front offices and the players to all decide collectively. They all know the risk involved. They all know what could happen. But imagine if they just stop playing in general. Well, what if we just stop playing because every time we're going to play, there's a possibility of injury. Anytime you do anything, there's possibility of injury. Remember Moises Alou? Didn't he tear his ACL on a treadmill with the Astros? On a treadmill. So do they ban treadmills? Do you stop them from using treadmills? Do you see where I'm going with this? I'm not happy that someone like Edwin Diaz is out for the year. I think that's terrible, not just for the Mets, but just for the baseball player. He's a human. And, and, and seeing opposing fans saying, yeah, all right, that's you know, it's one less guy we have to worry about. It's like that is so malicious and so wrong. But to get off of that thing, I, I, just, I just had to voice my opinion. The Houston Astros actually have had 14 players, 11 big leaguers in the World Baseball Classic that's been my biggest gripe is like almost half of our 40 man or, you know, a quarter of our team has, has been MIA because of the classic. But when I went to that DR game versus Israel, I was like, I totally get it. So returning because the Dominican Republic got beat by Puerto Rico and knocked out, um, Jeremy Pena, Christian Javier, Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero and Hector Neres are all going to be coming back. Um, that team with the, with the with the Dominican, the fact that they're coming home is just, it's astounding. And look, this is what Dusty Baker said. Hey, man, that's baseball. The predictors are always wrong. <laughs> I love Dusty. Um, you know, it, it's just great to see that these players got to go out and play with a lot of pride. Um, we also have six key Astros that are out right now. Kyle Tucker, Ryan Presley, who's now being dubbed as America's Closer, Um, you know, I think appropriately, um, Jose Altuve playing for Venezuela, Luis Garcia as well, and Jose Urquidy, and then catcher Martín Maldonado, who's playing for um, Puerto Rico. Now, of the three minor leaguers, you had CJ Stubbs, which is actually called up late, I think because of an injury, Colton Gordon, they, they both played for Israel. And then Derek West played for the Netherlands. They competed in the WBC. So the WBC was littered full of Astros. Um, Kind of neat thing going to the Heat game. I was was walking next to someone. This lady had a Christian Javier jersey. And there was a guy walking next to her. And I mean, he looked a lot like Christian Javier. And I was like, well, I know this isn't Christian Javier because he's about to play. And so I said, hey, that's a nice Javier jersey you're wearing. She's like, oh, thank you. She said, are you an Astros fan? I actually had. I had my Astros had my Astros Miami hurricane style hat on. I had my Astros world series polo. And I said, well, I love the Astros. And I told him about the podcast and she goes, really? And the guy she was with pointed to the gentleman that looked like Christian Javier. She said, this is Christian Javier's cousin. I was like, what? So we started talking baseball. I showed them the podcast and they were really proud that, that their, that their cousin was representing their country. Cause I asked him, I was like, what's it like having, someone you know someone you're related to like playing for your country they go man there's like the pride is like unspeakable and so um it was it was really neat to um to to talk to them it was really neat if you haven't seen the short that i created on youtube with me interviewing my new dominican friends wilson and his crew you'll have to watch that um it's really neat so i just wanted to come on talk to y'all about some of the stuff from spring training And look, I'll leave you with this. If you come to spring training, there's still a week or two left. Come early. You don't need game tickets to go early to the backfields. Show up about 9 o'clock. The players will come out. If you line up along the fence, they'll sign autographs. They'll take pictures with you when they're in the cage. As long as they're not involved in drills, the minor leaguers will talk with you. Um, if, If you have young baseball players with you, walk from the batting cages to the backfields where the minor leaguers go. You can walk with them. I talked with Drew Gilbert, talked with Will Wagner, saw several of them, Joey Leprefito, um Jordan Brewer, who's come back from injury looks really good. Um, it was just great to see all these guys on the field. Jake Myers will be there, you know, and more Astros will be there. So if you're coming this next week, um, more Astros will be in camp. You'll get to see more star power. So that will be neat to um, check out. So thank y'all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember, we are your team every single day. And after you make us your first listen, make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Baseball win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy baseball draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. where your team every day. goes Astros.